When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Call our Tuesday edition, The Game Plan. we got a lot to get to on the show today. We're going to talk some women's gymnastics. You'll hear from Olivia Troutman and Anastasia Webb. Softball, I was with the team in Lubbock. You'll hear from Shay Knighton, Grace Green, Shannon Sale, and, of course, head coach Patty Gasso. Chad McKee and George Frazier will take us back through the incredible weekend for Sooner Baseball, but we start on the hardwood and a very frustrating end for the Oklahoma Sooner basketball team after the high of the fantastic performance against Ole Miss in which the Sooners dominated in the first round, knocking off the Rebels, uh, beat them by 23 when they shot 57% from the floor. The Sooners, who were picked to finish eighth in the Big 12 after Trey Young decided to declare for the NBA draft, wrapped up a season that some would say was full of overachievement with a tough loss at the hands of the one-seed Virginia, 63-51. to Afterwards, Kevin Henry caught up with Jamal Bienemy. Jamal, it just felt like you guys were a little bit out of sync tonight. What was it that Virginia was doing to uh, force you guys into that that feeling on the offensive end? Um, they just clogged the lane and then took away uh, the open jump shot in the next pass. They did a great job that all night, and it just gave us problems. On the you know, they're such a good defensive team, and we knew that going in. They're, they're one of the top five defensive teams in the country. But to me tonight, they it seemed like they were making uh, more shots and playing faster offensively, yeah. that's, which also, you know, got them uh, 
a big lead starting out. Was was that you guys' feeling as well? Yeah, they came out and they made shots early, made a couple of tough shots, and it got us behind. And then that, that helped their defense, and that's just how it continued the rest of the game. I thought your growth and development this year um, and the opportunities that you were able to get just from playing point guard, obviously, and then playing an NCAA tournament are, are huge for your growth moving forward. What are some of the takeaways uh, that you have from your freshman year? Uh, just to cherish every moment, um, just to be very grateful for everybody that's around me and just to play hard every time I get on the court. All right, man, good job. We're proud of you. Thank you. So obviously a lot of frustration now with this season being over for, as you might imagine, these players, these seniors whose career is over, but satisfaction with an incredible run over the four years for guys like Jamani McNeese and Christian James, the job that they did throughout their career. Let's not forget about Richard Odom, who had a huge first-round game against Ole Miss. And, of course, Miles Reynolds and Aaron Calixty, who came. And let's not forget Matt Freeman as well, too. We say adios to those seniors, but the future is very bright for this program. You know, we were debating on Toby's radio show about whether or not Christian Doolittle, if many of those who are perceived and expected to turn pro, if they do turn pro, could Christian Doolittle be in the mix for the preseason Big 12 Player of the Year? And with the recruiting class that Lon Kruger has coming in, next year could be a very special team, and let's not forget Brady Manick. So the disappointment anytime a season comes to an end, the Sooners are knocked out of the NCAA tournament. I thought Instead of just chopping up different cuts from the press conference, I figured we would circle back as we wrap up the podcast a little bit later on and hear the post-game presser in its entirety. It's about eight to ten minutes of Lon Kruger, Christian Doolittle, Christian James, and Brady Manick. So we'll pause on men's hoops for now, but when we wrap up the podcast, it'll kind of be the the bread in our Sooner Sports sandwich today, if you will. So Tough one for the Sooners, heartbreaking uh, in the sense that there was so much energy and excitement after the win over Ole Miss, but unfortunately, Virginia's the one seed for a reason, and Oklahoma comes up just short. Coming up later on in the podcast, you'll hear the post-Sunday night press conference. But let's shift our focus to the diamond, shall we? Chad McKee and George Frazier were on the call as baseball dominated over Kansas winning the Sunday series finale, sweeping Kansas, starting out Big 12 play, 3-0. Sooners win it tonight, 4-3. Here's how it got this way. Briley Ware started the scoring in the bottom of the first inning. This is a two-run double, one of three hits for Ware tonight. It's time for the Sooner Baseball postgame show, the Bud Light postgame show. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. A lot of offense for Oklahoma today. They pound out 13 hits. Four different Sooners have at least two hits. And in the end, the pitching able to do enough as Oklahoma spurts away in the late innings. Let's take you back through this one. It was scoreless into the bottom of the third inning. Brandon Zaragoza would get the scoring started with an RBI single. That scored Diego Muniz. Sooners led one to nothing. Hardman's base hit would then score Zaragoza, so it was two nothing Sooners. Bottom of the fourth inning, more Oklahoma runs. This time, Connor McKenna triples. Tanner Treadway with an RBI single. That made it three nothing. And then Treadway scored all on one failed play. A wild pitch and a throwing error down at third base. So four nothing Sooners at that stage. Top of the fifth inning. 
Sacrifice fly by Rudy Carey right here will score Skyler Messenger after Messenger had gone to third on a single and an error. Sooners tally more. This is Kate Cavalli, an RBI single. And then you get Lindsley driving this one out, a sacrifice fly. Diego Muniz watches ball four go past him, and a bases loaded walk made it seven to one. In the seventh, Kansas would tighten things up. Bosick and Sims with base hits, a walk to Messenger, and a two-run single there by Carey made it 7-3. Cosentino would follow with this double into the gap in right center. That made it 7-5, and things were tight at that point, George, but the Sooners were able to pull away. They were able to pull away. It's not your typical Sunday start by Sooners. I don't think that Kansas represented their pitching staff the way you would think so either. So you put all that into the mix. The Sooners walk away with a sweep and a 10 to 5 win over the Jayhawks. Sloppy baseball for Kansas late in the game. There was the final run scoring on an error on a throw back from the catcher. 10-5 Sooners. So Levi Prater picks up the win. He moves to 5-1 on the season. No earned run, so his ERA is going to move below one. Eli Davis started the game. He'll pick up the loss for the Jayhawks. Brady Lindsley, two more hits today, but his teammates joined him with two hits. Lindsley, Muniz, Hardman, Cavalli, and McKenna. Five different Sooners had two hits apiece as Oklahoma's offense uncorks with 13 hits to get 10 runs. It's a Sooner sweep to start Big 12 Conference play. Oklahoma has won seven games in a row. Kansas has lost seven straight. Sooners up to Stillwater for Bedlam on Tuesday night non-conference play at Alley P. Reynolds Stadium. Sooner baseball is back in action tonight. That's right, Tuesday night. Oklahoma will be squaring off against Oklahoma State in Bedlam. This game will be in Stillwater. Complete coverage on the Sooner Radio Network and a first pitch that is scheduled for tonight at 6.30 p.m. Toby will be on the Sooner Radio Network to get you ready with a 6 p.m. pregame show. From baseball to the other diamond sport, softball, and oh, what a weekend it was for the OU softball team as the Sooners sweep 12th ranked Texas Tech, 12th in one poll, 14th in the other. And the second ranked team in the country improves to 29-2 on the season, 3-0 in Big 12 play. They've won 28 straight Big 12 conference game, a streak that obviously stretches back to last season. And in 2019, they've won 19 in a row. Let's start by hearing from the coach, Patty Gasso, after the Sooners' 13-1 win on Sunday. They're a prideful group. Uh, they wanted to go out with a bang. They're not satisfied with just getting a, they want a sweep. They want that everywhere they go. And that's part of this championship mindset. They're really living it right now. So I'm really proud of what, what they're doing. Just some unique conditions on Friday and Saturday, but it was calm today and she wore us was pretty good, wasn't she? She was. I, I could tell you she probably would rate herself maybe a seven and that's how good she is. So uh, I thought she did a good job, but I think she she threw a lot of pitches. And um, but it was good to see her finish it through. And I was really proud of uh, Nicole Mendez because it's she's coming in from center field, um, trying to run between innings into the bullpen, and um, gets I, we wanted to get their lead off because <laughs> she is very very good. Um, we probably should have made the change when the righty came up, but I uh, was proud of how she contributed on the mound. And um, throughout the lineup, these guys are having some really quality at-bats. We're playing really good softball right now. So this team starts out 3-0 in conference play midweek against Tulsa, and then we're off to Utah 
I mean, I know this is an obvious question, but how huge is it to get off to a good start in conference play like this against a good team? Yeah, no, I mean, they're ranked 12 and 14 in one poll. Um, so it helps us with RPI. It helps us set um, a good start in the Big 12 as we're trying to do our thing and find a way to win it. But to do it on the road, to sweep a team that's that good on the road, that's not easy. And that's some experience. It's grit. It's poise. Um, really proud of these guys. And from the coach to one of the standout seniors, Shay Knighton tied a career high with four hits on Sunday in the win over Texas Tech. We talked to Shay after the game on Sunday. It started with a bases loaded single up the middle and really key things. How did it feel to play today? Um, I felt great to play today. I just went out, just wanted to do it for my team, went out relaxed. Um, I was just trying to be aggressive early um, and not get behind. Um, and just like I said, do it for my team, nothing better than doing it for your team. This team seems very confident right now. This senior group sets the tone. Can you begin to put into words how key that is for this team going forward? Um, I think it's just allowing everyone to just play relaxed and play free. Um, the senior group had the luxury of playing that way and feeling that with the senior group that we had our freshman year. Um, and it felt good to just go out and play and know that your best is good enough. And we just want the whole team to realize that that's what it's here. So in the fifth inning, they had a run. You guys come out in the sixth and put five on the board to make sure you guys really wanted to sweep this weekend, didn't you? Yes. Um, we had a little side action bet with Coach Gasso. Uh, that should remain unnamed if she hasn't named it already. But um, we... Um, Got that one run that they got, um, but it was just coming back and doing it for Mindy um, and just letting her know that we have her back and whatever she does on the mound, that her offense has her. Uh, and obviously, you feel good. You're feeling comfortable right now. I know you took a pitch on the knee lat on Friday, but overall, how are you feeling personally and physically? I'm feeling really good. Um, I just kind of try to get lost in the game and not think about what I'm feeling or what I'm going through. It's just get locked in, do it for your team, and just play softball. Well, congrats on the great win. Congrats on the great day. Four hits, ties your career high. Safe travels home, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks, Ezio. And then it was a standout weekend for a pair of newcomers. Grace Green had two home runs on Saturday. Shannon Sale came out of the bullpen and dominated. We caught up with two of the standout newcomers after the game on Saturday. Good job, Grace. How did it feel out there? You hit two home runs, first two home run game in your collegiate career, but what was really working for you at the plate? Um, really just sticking to my plan. Um, JT uh, will talk to us about plans pretty much before almost every at-bat, um, whether it be a team or individual. So just really like not falling into what we knew those pitchers were going to do and just sticking to a plan. I like the celebration of shooting the arrow into home plate. Is that something new we might see? It is something new. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, can I, this was my favorite thing about the second home run. That was a dead sprint. And you've been very clear. You're not a bat flip person. You're not a, someone to show up the opponent. But that was a dead sprint, Grace. I knew it was out when I hit it, and I, I was excited. It felt really good. Can you take us through just this team getting the big first punch and then the counter punch and continuing to battle away? This was a good dogfight today, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's really good to play against another team that uh, that's going to make us fight because it, it just it makes us step up a little bit more. When they came back with three runs uh, in the second inning, it was – it was um, that was time for us to, to get after it, you know, and um, it's really it's really good to have another team that's going to fight against you so that we can we can work with that. Can you take me through your comfort level right now? I feel I feel really comfortable um, up at the plate. Um, I really I'm playing for my mama right now. So how's she doing? She's doing well. She's doing awesome. She got to go home. So I've been watching her fight and I'm just taking that and I'm I'm fighting, too. Congrats. Great job today. Thank you so much. All right, Grace. And we're going to try to get Shannon. 
Get out of here. We're going to try to get Shannon Sale on the radio. Thank you, Grace. Shannon Sale had herself a great game today coming out of the pen. I saw your dad got to make it here today. So can you kind of take me through what was working out there for you today? Um, my Just hitting my spots, but my changeup was on. And I've been missing my changeup. And I just love being able to full batters at the slow speed and getting in the dirt. For you, you can start, you can come out of the pen. Is there either one that you feel more comfortable with? Because you seemed really comfortable coming out of the pen. Um, I enjoy coming out of the bullpen and doing what they need me to do, you know, shut down the team. But I really enjoy either or because the team I have behind me is amazing and they'll make great plays. Can you take us through, too, the, the strike zone was sometimes challenging today. But for you as a pitcher, you can kind of take advantage of that, right? Yeah, when he's um, showing a wide zone or a small zone, I kind of zone in on that and try to channel, like, what the batter might be thinking. So I felt... I felt nothing, honestly, for that. <laughs> I just felt, just keep pounding the zone because they're swinging. So. And, and then a final thought. This is a very aggressive lineup, but you were able to attack them. Um, you're always prepared for any amount of time. You might have to pitch, but can you take us through just how you were able to be effective against Tech? You mentioned change in speeds, but the fastballs, you weren't falling behind hitters, I guess, is one key, right? That's important, just getting ahead of the counts. And I mean, we talk about that with Rocha, is getting that first strike. That's so important. And getting the first out is also so important. And being able to change the speeds was also making my hard stuff look harder. So <laughs> it was just nice to be able to do both things. So here's what the week looks like for Sooner Softball. Oklahoma will be home on Wednesday night for a showdown against Tulsa. This is one of their final two, I think, midweek games on the season. So OU and Tulsa coming up on Wednesday night. We'll have that for you on the Sooner Radio Network with a 545 pregame show to get you ready for the 6 o'clock first pitch. And then it's Oklahoma in Salt Lake City against Utah on Saturday and Sunday this weekend before heading back home for the only Big 12 home series of the season against Baylor. So a pretty crazy stretch for the Sooners, but they've won 19 straights. It's been pure domination. Speaking of pure domination, what more can we say about Jim U? The Oklahoma Sooner women's gymnastics team won the Big 12 championship this weekend at home for the eighth straight time. Afterwards, Meg McDonald caught up with Anastasia Webb and Olivia Troutman. Coming down to the last two athletes on floor, you already went, you had no control over the outcome. Why did you have the confidence in your teammates to deliver? Um, I had the confidence because obviously I always have faith in my teammates and I watch them in practice and they work so hard. And it's Brenna Dowell and it's Olivia Troutman, so I always have faith in them and I believe in them with all my heart. Screaming, I've never screamed so hard. I think I like almost lost my voice so I can't scream anymore. But I have faith completely in my teammates and I knew if we hit, that we could win this. How much did you know going into that floor routine that the meet was on the line? Um, I kind of knew, but I didn't really know because Brenna had a really good routine, so and I didn't see her score, so I just tried to do what I've been doing in the gym, and I knew that I could do it, and it, the outcome was really good. When the meet's on the line, obviously that's hard for every gymnast, but the coaches prepare us well for this situation, and we just have to trust ourselves. I trusted Brenna and knew that she had to hit a good routine, and I also hit a good routine. Where does this team go from here? Um, I would say we just need to focus on all the details on everything, be confident in all of our skills, and just trust each other, trust that the coaches have the best interest in us, and then just go from there. I would say it's pretty intense and that we have a lot of uh, work to do and that we've learned a lot of lessons also on the 
and which is also really good because we need those lessons to learn from. So overall, it was pretty good. So after winning the Big 12 championship, the women's gymnastics team learned its fate on Monday that they've earned the nation's number one overall seed heading into the postseason for the fifth consecutive season. The Sooners were tabbed as the top seed in the Athens region. They'll face Georgia, Kentucky, California, Iowa State, Maryland, Missouri, New Hampshire, and North Carolina in the first round that gets underway on April 4th. Now, there is a new format starting with four eight-team regionals in place of the six six-team regionals. Coming up on Friday's edition of the tailgate, we'll have K.J. Kindler on to talk a little bit more in-depth about the new look. But, wow, what a season for the Oklahoma women's gymnastics team as they finish undefeated and they enter the postseason at number one overall. So we wrap up the Sooner Sports Podcast. Oh, oh, how can I forget Mark Williams' team? My goodness, I'm sorry, Coach. But the OU men's gymnastics team went on the road, and they did it again. That's right. They well, when you say that the men's gymnastics team won, it's kind of like saying the women's gymnastics team won. You know it. OU took care of Cal in their regular season finale. So the Sooners, by the way, posted their best road score of the season and won their 113th consecutive meet. It's their fifth straight undefeated regular season, and the Sooners will now get set for the postseason. Oklahoma will be in the McCaslin Fieldhouse to begin postseason competition. They host the N, it's the M, PSF Conference Championship, the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. OU has claimed seven consecutive conference crowns and will look to extend that streak to eight against Air Force, Cal, and Stanford. Get your tickets now. The meet begins at 4 o'clock this Saturday. Tickets online at Soonersports.com. Slash tickets. All right, let's wrap up by heading back to Columbia, South Carolina for some final thoughts from Lon Kruger and then a trio of standouts for the Sooners in 2018, Christian James, Christian Doolittle, and Brady Manick. Yeah, Virginia, you know, uh, dictated there early, got off to a great start. Uh, thought we got our feet under us a little bit after that, but uh, Virginia's good. They're really good. I thought they had us out of rhythm on our offensive end. I thought they did what they wanted to on their offensive end, uh, it's, uh, again, as they do. They dictate to you, and we didn't uh, fight that quite well enough. But uh, proud of our guys. Our guys uh, fought like crazy uh, throughout the year and uh, opportunity to qualify for the tournament and um, get a good win on Friday and, and didn't get the result we wanted tonight. But proud of them, and uh, these guys have represented well and, uh, and uh, happy for them. Questions first for the student-athletes on the left side. Barry Trammell with the Oklahoman. Christian Doolittle, they, they made a change in the starting lineup. Put Mama D in the uh, starting lineup covering you. How much did uh, you think that affected your ability to uh, to get to the rim and, and make plays? Uh, it changed a lot. You know, he, him being 6'10", you know, very athletic, he was able to alter my shot and block a few of them um, there at the beginning of the game. So, um, you know, credit to him for playing a really good defense. Uh, made it really tough on me to get to the shots that I wanted, and even when I was open, you know, kind of just wasn't on, wasn't in rhythm. Uh, you know, just being, you know, inconsistent on on my part. Uh, so, you know, credit credit to them for that. Stan here on the left. 
Yeah, Brady, you had 13 in the first half. And Christian, James, you had 13 in the second half. Neither, but you, you didn't score in the other halves. What, what was happening that each of you had a really good half but struggled in the other half? Yeah, I just think they got us out of rhythm. Um, they played really good defense, solid defense. And they're a good team. Uh, I had some open looks, but you know, just wasn't really a shot I wanted. And uh, they, just, they just played really good. And I just think that in the second half, I got a little flustered and it uh, showed that I missed the shots. Uh, yeah, like Brady said, um, they're a great team. And uh, they did a great job of dictating on offense and defense. Um, first half, I missed a couple open looks and um, kind of felt good, but they didn't go in. Second half, uh, I seen one go, and from there, they, they all felt good. So um, credit to them. They, it definitely took me out of my rhythm a little bit, and um, they're a great team. Back row, left side. Christian James, Jeffrey Collins with the Associated Press. Was there any thought when y'all were able to absorb that 7 nothing blow, have that run where you took the lead? Did you think that maybe you could get that punch in that might psychologically wound them enough where you could just knock them out? Uh, I wouldn't say knock them out, but we knew, we knew they were going to fight. Uh, we knew it was going to be a battle um, from the beginning. So uh, we, we did go on that run. We thought we could be able to go um, on another run after that. So... Um, it didn't, it didn't go like that. Um, they, they did a great job on defense. And um, like Brady said, they kind of took us, took us out of our rhythm. Left side. Yeah, Christian James, you've, you've played on a, a Final Four team. Did that look like a Final Four team to you, the, that Virginia team you were playing? Um, yeah. Um, they're a great team. You know, they're going to the Sweet 16. Um, Anything can happen from there. You know, it, it's March, and uh, it's all about who who wants it more. But um, they slow the they slow the pace down the offense, and they 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 run their sets well. You know, they they do a great job on defense. You know, helping, um, getting back, recovering. Uh, they 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 doubled us on the post. They did a great job of that. Um, you know, they're all around good basketball team. Uh, that's why they're in the number one seed. Staying on the left side. Christian Doolittle and Brady, you can lose a bunch of seniors, including guy on your on your left. But what do you like about what's coming back and the core of the team that'll that'll be here next year? Um, you know, this will be a starting point. You know, taking taking uh, from this game, uh, we know what it takes to get here. So, uh, you know, it'll be up to you know me and Brady to kind of lead the pack. Um, you know, this next year uh, for the new guys coming in. You know, freshmen and uh, you know. Whoever is coming in, uh, you know, have to have to tell them what it takes to get here. You know, hold them, hold ourselves accountable as well as holding them accountable uh, whenever we're doing our our off-season workouts. You know, starting from day one, you know, you can't take anything for granted because, you know, there's probably some things that we wish we could take back. Um, you know, to change the outcome in the game, but you know, you can't do that. So you have to start, you know, start from day one, uh, starting good habits. Uh, yeah, um, what have you said about um, just we got. Losing a lot of good guys, a lot of good players. Uh, guys like Christian who can shoot it. Guys like Rowe can take it to the rim. Uh, Jamani, Miles, Aaron, they're all really good. And uh, we got very few of us coming back. So we're going to have some young guys, some uh, Juco guys, and uh, guys like Austin Reeves and Kerr that are coming. And I think uh, next year 
just have to start over like Deuce said and just work from the beginning. Anything else for the student athletes? Thank you, guys. Questions for Coach? Left side. Well, it looked like, you know, I mean, you played good, played with them most of the game, but they're clearly just a superior team. What do you what do you need to get back to that level you once were at, and what do you need? Again, this this group, uh, you know, fought and did a good job. I think you're always looking to, you know, uh, I think Virginia's a club. If you're using them as a standard, that uh, you know they can they can score in a lot of different ways. A lot of different individuals can make plays. Uh, they're they're so sound defensively, uh, communication wise, uh, they're great. Uh, Coach Bennett does a fantastic job. So uh, the group uh, we got coming back and the group we got coming in, it'll be exciting to see where they go. And uh, we have to challenge them to, to take this as a base and uh, take it a step forward. Left side, back row. Lon, Jeffrey Collins from the Associated Press. Um, you know, you, you had Trey Young, and then, you, you know, he went off to the NBA. You're picked eighth in the Big 12, if I'm not mistaken, in the, in the, in the preseason. What, what do you think about this team and what they were able to accomplish getting into the second round of the NCAA? They did a good job, yeah. And even when you look back into the middle part of the Big 12 where we lost uh, you know, five in a row, I mean, they, uh, they were down and out at that point, and they just kept fighting and kept plugging. And, and we'll always have a great appreciation for the fact that they kept working because it had been pretty easy to, with the conference schedule coming up at that point. You know, we were going to TCU, and uh, they're tough at home, and we able to win there and then come back home and beat Kansas uh, uh, in, a, in a big way. And, and uh, then again, I thought they played as well as they have all year against Ole Miss uh, Friday night. So, yeah, a lot, lot to hold their heads up. And, uh, again, you'd like to go through and win them all. But when you get in that point where you're down and out a little bit, to respond is a pretty good challenge and a pretty good test of their character and their, their togetherness. And they hung in there and... and had the opportunity to play in the tournament. Coach, right side. Uh, Danny Kelly with the Sumter item. Uh, how do you use games like this against, you know, this, this level of talent as, like, teaching moments for your team? Well, as Brush, uh, Christian and, and Brady, you know, uh, said, and Jamal, who played a lot of minutes, those guys coming back, a little different reference point. Uh, you know, they know uh, what number one seed looks like a little bit clear, more clearly now than had they not played in the tournament. So uh, they'll, they'll learn from it. They'll uh, be a little bit more motivated perhaps in the off season. you know, spring, summer, fall. And uh, they're, they're a good, good bunch, you know, that likes to be in the gym and likes to work. So they'll get better. Left side. Tony made a change in his starting lineup, put the uh, Ducati in uh, to cover Doolittle from the start. How much do you think that affected Doolittle and the entire game? As Deuce said, probably uh, you know, hard to measure, but definitely uh, you know, blocked a couple, three shots, changed a couple others. So I think probably had a pretty big impact on him. He's a long-ranging defender that uh, may do, uh, you know, play a little bit differently than he did Friday night for sure. So, yeah, I think, I think uh, Ducati did a fantastic job. Left side. Yeah, follow-up to that. The way Doolittle's progressed, especially since January, I think, he's become sort of a go-to player. Is it hard for you to win at this point in the season without him having a really good game? But does that also bode well for the future that he can become an even more impactful player? 
Probably so, yeah. When when uh, he or Christian uh, Brady, I mean, those have been the core of our scoring, you know, pretty much throughout the years. So if you take one or two of them out of the mix, uh, uh, it, it, it makes it tough, especially against a, a one seed and a very good club like Virginia. But, uh, but these guys, they'll, they'll get better. You know, uh, Jamal, I thought uh, a little bit uncomfortable in the first half. Thought he played much better in the second half. So good experience for him to learn from and gain from, and uh, and certainly do, and, and Brady will as well. Well, that'll do it for an action-packed edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. As I mentioned, we'll have KJ Kindler. Uh, I'm excited because we're going to talk some tennis. Audra Cohen and Nick Kroll will be on Friday's edition. And listen, I know spring football is well underway with the men's hoops season coming to an end. Softball and baseball in full swing. We are going to have a boatload of conversations around football coming up on Friday. And I believe if the email that just popped into my inbox while we were taping this, I believe coming up, on Friday's game plan, we will hear from both Jalen Hurts and Tanner Mordecai. So, exciting times ahead, not just for Sooner football, but for Sooner football fans, because we're going to have a ton of coverage coming up on Friday on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And until Friday's tailgate, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.